Today, we will be talking about the award season preview. Yes, we've seen a ton of movies at the Toronto International Film Festival and ones that played at the Venice Film Festival and the Telluride Film Festival. So stay tuned. We're going to talk all about the hits and misses of award season so far. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Film Critics Weekly. Uh, I am happy to be back in this chair. As you remember, last week I was actually in Toronto and I did a very, very short video of some early uh, Oscar predictions for you. Uh, Today we're going to do a little bit of a deeper dive into the topics and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. But first and foremost, uh, Dimitri Panos is joining me here. Uh, he does not feel well, um, so we're going to try to keep this a, a, as quick a, as possible, uh, but we really wanted to talk a little bit about award season. Yes, you, you may have to invoke the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you hey, did great on the first going? show. You did great on going? the first yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, no no I'm, one I'm, even I'm, knew. I'm so. keeping it in. I'm keeping it in. Nobody would have known unless you just let the cat out of the bag. There you go. <laughs> So, Dimitri, where can everyone find you real quick? Uh, right here, Popcorn Talk Network's uh, uh, Anatomy of, of the Movie is back. Uh, frequent host on Meet the Movie Press. And uh, with LAOFCS Films Critics Weekly, uh, when, when asked. Uh, it's it's an honor and I'm humbled to be here. No problem, Dimitri. Always a pleasure, as Thanks. always. And, and, and me and Dimitri are, are, are best of buds now yeah. outside of the organization as well as, as I am with a lot of our members, uh, which is such a great thing about being part of this organization is that you make uh, friendships from it. it. It's a great, uh, yeah. It's 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 been a pleasure and an honor to have been a part of it, to be a part of it, actually. And uh, it was of your urging that I was in Toronto. Yes, and uh, I, I was so happy. I was so happy I got out of my own bubble and and did that because it was a, it was an amazing experience. And and knock knock on wood. God willing, I'll be able to do that again uh, next year, but it was a great time. I hope so. It, it, for anyone who has not been to a film festival before, you should know that they become very addicting. Uh, once, <laughs> once you go to one and you kind of experience and see everything early and uh, kind of be, become the person that can actually create the hype or dismiss the hype in a lot right. of ways, uh, becomes almost uh, a fascinating uh contribution to right. the the film criticism world so i I'm, i love it and uh i always look forward to the next one um but what we want to talk about today is um I, I just thought it would be really fun to discuss some of the movies that came out earlier in the year mm-hmm. and whether they have some chances for award season and then also a good chunk of the films that came out and whether they're going to be hits or misses when it comes to award season um so, Dimitri, for you, I know you've seen quite a few movies at yeah. Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what what are some that stand out to you as the ones that you think are actually going to go places? For me, it was definitely, I mean, the, my, my top two, and they're, they're close to being tied, but my top movie was Knives Out. I think Knives Out, um, I think it's A, it's going to draw an audience. I think people are really going to enjoy it. Uh, Ryan Johnson's screenplay, I think, should also. Uh, it, well, it deserves mention, and I would like to see for it to get 
um, a nomination for for screenplay because I felt it was so smart, not just as a mystery, but just as an overall screenplay. Yeah. Uh, and then what Ryan does as a whodunit movie actually kind of turns the whodunit movie on its heels a little bit, um, just from the way of setting things up. Uh, and then, you know, one step further, uh, I thought that Daniel Craig was phenomenal. Phenomenal. I mean, enough to enough to take attention to say, in my humble opinion, deserves a nomination. If you liked him and Logan Lucky, which he was great in that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is... Logan Lucky, like it, it's Hercule Poirot meets uh, um, Columbo. Columbo meets his character in Logan Lucky because mm-hmm. he's got that southern drawl. He's amazing. He's just so good and he's such a great presence in the movie and the way that the movie comes out. Now, again, if there was an ensemble acting nomination, everybody in Knives Out like just came to play. And they did an amazing job. Everybody from Jamie Lee Curtis to Don Johnson was amazing. Uh, Tony Collette, who's always great, but she was great here. Um, uh, um, who's, who's the uh, Chris uh, Evans? Well, was Chris a, Evans was fantastic. Jamie Lee Curtis. Ja- I mentioned Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis. Uh, Christopher Plummer was fantastic. Lakeith. Michael Shannon. Oh, yeah, and it's just they all stepped up to the plate and to me it's so refreshing to see actors who in their own right could take a starring role in a movie in any movie that would be the lead here they're all support and here they're all amazing it's like once somebody finishes with their dialogue somebody else goes and you go my god they're so funny they're so good so, Knives Out, that's one of the reasons that movie stuck out for me. I, I think I agree with you. And it, it would be a nice change of pace for the Academy. And, I mean, I think this is the big difference between the Academy and, like, other, um, like, our critics group or maybe even, you know, the BFCA is that um, they go for very particular types of movies, Correct. I feel like. But it would be a nice change of pace to see Knives Out actually get nominated at the Academy Awards. Really I think would. it has a chance at Golden Globes, of course, at our ceremony. Yeah. I think at the BFCAs. You know, you talked about cast. I think so. But the cast is great. I think they can totally get away with it. I think the writing should definitely... For, for a screenplay, something that's this fun and almost plays homage and parody at the same time great. to, like, all types of murder mysteries... Going to Agatha Christie, to Columbo, to Murder by Death, yeah. I, I mean Hitchcock. Yeah. I mean he just does everything. He he plays in the the sandbox. He does. He does. So I I do think that this movie deserves that, and yeah. I and I hope it gets some. Um, and we need to bring the Who Done It back. And there's no there's no reason to me why a more commercial film can't get some love and support. No, especially I, if it des- if it deserves it. And you know it, you can have both. 
I hope I, you know. I hope so. I mean, it, it's very hard at the end of the day with the academy because I feel like they have. You know, I was talking to our producer uh, earlier. Is that there's there's certain things that they just really love. Like they, when it comes to performances, yes. they love when an actor becomes someone else. That's yes. such a big deal. They love the, the transformation. Yeah, the transformation. That's such a wonderful thing. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but you know, to just have something that's just fun and enjoyable and something that people will actually rewatch. Mm-hmm. You know, like as much as I like my award season movies, there's very few of them that I would actually rewatch over and over again. It's yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, one that I would pick, um, you know, I'm not going to go with my obvious choice for this. Uh, I want to talk, um, a little bit about waves first, because yeah. I, I think waves has been the, underdog so far of the festival season premiered at the uh, telluride film festival which is where i saw it um this is just a knockout film uh all across the board um uh trey edward schultz is the director this is his third film and uh the cast is just dynamite in this movie every single talking about an ensemble cast once again Everyone brings their A game from the smallest of roles to the biggest of roles. Mm-hmm. And um, Kelvin Harrison Jr., second time in one year, this kid's going places. And uh, I hope he gets some attention. I know that there's going to be this big toying of whether or not he should be in lead or supporting. And I don't know if A24 has made the game plan yet of which which way they're going to go for it yet. But he definitely deserves to be nominated, as does Sterling K. Brown. Some of his best work since um, the uh, the crime story he and was, uh, this is uh, this is us. Yeah, yeah. So. No, I, look, Waves is a very it's a very unique special movie, and it's going to be interesting to see how the Academy treats it. It's going to be interesting to see how audiences treat it. In my opinion, it it I was emotionally spent after watching waves and it's funny because you would just mention there are some academy movies that you know you'll see them once no need to see them again Waves stuck with me enough that at this point i don't need to see it again because i remember so much of it vividly and i think from a screenwriting perspective uh it deserves something because i don't want to it does something that some movies have attempted, but and have failed because it's so it's such a difficult thing to do. Where it kind of changes focus, focal points. It, it kind of changes focus on character about midway through, and you know. So for one part of the movie, you're focused on character A, we'll say, and then on the other part of the movie, once you, you go to character B. And it's still as emotionally charged, involved, depth, and it becomes a bit different movie. Something else happens in this movie, too, is the movie plays around like the cinematography is is beautiful, oh, as yeah. is the as is the editing. And everything is done with, with purpose. Say that about every film, but in this movie in particular, one thing I noticed, they changed aspect ratios of the film. Throughout the entire movie, especially in the second half mm-hmm. of the movie, and by that I mean they went from a from flat uh, aspect ratio, then it went to scope. So it went from square to scope, and then like 
premium large format. Yeah. And then it would go back. And the juxtaposing of the ratios, too, said something about what was going on and how you as an audience viewed it. Uh, the only time I, I really ever see that in a movie is when a Christopher Nolan uh, will film in IMAX. So you get the big IMAX and then it goes back down. And break. This used pretty much the main, the top three aspect ratios used today, which is flat scope and, and, and 70 millimeter or premium large format. I was blown away by that and I was blown away by the movie. It'll be very interesting to see what how A24 is going to position this film. But I think it's one that when it comes out, people should see. And, you know, from, from an acting perspective, I agree with every yeah, everything you you said. I mean, the the kid who played who was in Loose earlier, another movie that you and I really yeah. loved. You turned turned me on to that. Again, he was phenomenal. Phenomenal, this kid. And literally when I left that theater in Toronto, I was emotionally spent. I was wrecked. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's a lot to take in. Um, you know, and that that again, you know, just not to keep hammering this, but again, what makes something like Knives Out so refreshing is that in 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 awards season and especially after a film festival, uh there's very few movies that give you uh, the sense of joy you you feel you <laughs> right. feel you feel very like defeated and you're like the world is a shitty horrible crappy place and even though some of these movies like waves has a hopeful message absolutely and, 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 you know and it ends on a very and it ends on a hopeful note but it's the, it's journey. the journey where you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah look at that jinx you owe me a coke yeah yeah <laughs> I, I i mean it, it's just it's fascinating i mean and another one that i i, I want to talk about i know you didn't see this one um and this opens this week uh next weekend um is is judy uh, another movie that takes judy, a look judy, judy. judy yeah judy garland movie renee zellweger uh basically talking about uh, we're gonna we're we're doing a big campaign for best actress for this one. We know this again, like I said at the top of the show. Uh, she transforms into Judy Garland. Hollywood loves that. Uh, she also hasn't had a very big movie in quite some time. Um, you know, I just wish that this movie had the ability to dig a little bit deeper into some other aspects of her life. It 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 has some focus on the earlier childhood. But not enough. And I found that stuff to be so incredibly interesting mm-hmm. to kind of how, why her life became this way. Right. And I felt like I didn't spend enough time looking at it. Um, and But, you know, seeing her as an older Judy Garland and seeing her, you know, fight her demons with alcoholism and stuff like that. It's something that we've seen before, sure. But because the performance is so good, it elevates the movie. Right. Um, I think this is going to be, uh, like I said, a lock for one of the five categories for best actress. But it, it's that's it. This movie will not see anything else. I'm not sure uh, who else is going to see the movie, right? Too, because <laughs> no, well, and all look, I, I'm not, not joking around. I mean, I didn't even realize the movie was coming out next week. I knew the movie existed. Yeah. I thought it was coming out closer to November, not next week. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they have k- kind of an issue as to, like, do people even know that this movie's coming out? Yeah. 
So I think so too. What's uh, what's another hopeful you think for you? Um, do we want to do it? Like, I mean, if we're still talking Tiff, are we talking? Because I mean, I, I wanted to talk a little Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, you can talk Jojo um, first, and then we'll... okay. So, all right. So, Jojo Rabbit was my second favorite. I know you didn't like it as much, um, uh, for 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 many a reason. Uh, for me, it was uh, it was it was a near perfect satire. Uh, it was almost. Uh, I think in my quick review, I had said it was almost this generation's like Doctor Strangelove. I think uh, t- um, uh, take take a take a right uh, Taika Taika yeah. He did an amazing job um, as far as adapting, directing, and then being in the movie. I think the movie is going to be a little divisive. We talked about this at, shortly after the film uh, as about. Who, who's going to find it funny? Yeah. And can Hitler be funny? And the way that it's posed in this movie, you understand, like, there's a reason for it. But I really thought the movie had a lot of emotional heft to it. I thought Scarlett Johansson, too, uh, gave one of her better performances uh, in a long... It, it was great to see her. She she really She really knocked it out of the park. It's going to be interesting. The adaptation, I thought, was interesting. We were at the Q&A, and Taika had said he adapted it from the book, but it was his mother's version of the book. Right, right. Which, to me, was fascinating, because she had read the book, and then she explained the book to little Taika, and then when he read the book, he was like, it was a completely different book than what my mother explained to me, and I decided to go with my mother's version (laughs) Which to me is really interesting. Yeah, I thought it was fascinating too. It was fascinating. So, again, I think the movie, it's, people are, I think it's going to divide. Yeah. Uh, But that's not a bad thing in in Academy Award uh, season. And it's not a bad thing for movies. People will have really robust opinions on it either way. Uh, I can't wait to talk about it more and we'll more than likely do it on Anatomy of a Movie. But... I think it's one of those movies that, if for anything else, it's gonna it's gonna propagate amazing conversation between you know good film loving folks. Yeah, um, you know my my problem with this movie was is that I I think the marketing campaign that they they launched prior to the Toronto International Film Festival premiere of this movie was brilliant. Um, they did a very short teaser trailer which hooked me right away and then they did that uh the classic meme of downfall where they 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 basically replace all the dialogue with stuff about jojo rabbit and it's like how dare they make this movie hey hey you know like i i appreciated that and i thought it was brilliant marketing on their behalf and then i went into this movie and i felt like the marketing campaign for the movie is riskier than the actual film itself (laughs) And more daring and more more creative and funnier. Um, my my big problem with this is not the message that it sends. And I, I know like a lot of people have been criti- the people who have not liked this movie have criticized it for being such a soft movie in terms of being like warm and fuzzy. It's weird because that's the element of the movie that I liked. The, 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 that's what I liked about it. That was one it. of the elements. I agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I think that's what's, what, what, what's good about the movie. What's, what's bad about the movie, in my, my opinion, is that we've 
seen so many films or so many mockeries of Hitler that this one does nothing new with it. It just it just feels like more of the same and less daring and le- like more conventional. And that's that's the problem that I had with the film is that the jokes don't hit for me. Mm-hmm. I, I I I know and it feels weird because this is something that happens also at film festivals. You you sit there in an audience right. and you watch a movie and sometimes you're the only one who's like not laughing. Yes. And and you wonder to yourself, what am I missing? Yeah. And then when you come out and you read the reactions or read some of the reviews, you're like, oh, thank thank God. I wasn't the only person who didn't feel that, this way. That was me at Hustlers. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and and again, it's not that I think this movie's bad. Like, I'm not going to be like, don't see Jojo Rabbit. I think there's, there's, there's good elements to it. Yeah. It's just for something that's supposed to be a satire and wants to be like a Mel Brooks movie in a lot of ways. Well, you know, Mel Brooks has always made But he's a fun. master. No, that, that, that's true. Yeah. So let me ask you, yeah. um, do you think Oscar will, do you think the Academy will welcome or ignore it or pass on it? No, I think they're going to welcome it. I think, but I think it's going to be done for multiple reasons. Uh, one of the things is is that it does have a nice message and it does have an important message of acceptance and like overcoming hate. So the movie has that going for it. It does have the, the child actors in this movie are They're great. Really They're really good. Uh, the the girl and I, I forget her name. She was in Leave No Trace last right. year. She was incredible in that film. That performance is better than this one, but at the same time, a good follow up performance. Right. Um, the kid actors are good. I actually, you know, I know a lot of people have been saying that Scarlett Johansson is a miscast in this film because she's very pretty and things of that nature. I thought she was like one of the few um, redeeming characters of the human I, characters. I, I, yeah, for the people who, yeah, I, I, I heard the same thing and I'm like, really? I thought she was great. I thought you needed that character. Well, you do need the character, but I thought the way she played it was loving, caring. She had a bit of fun and whimsy. Yeah. As she 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 understands, like, her son has this... He wants to be part of the Nazi party. And she was not... You can't do that. But through her love and compassion is what was shining through. It plays a major part to her character, Yeah, I feel. I thought I thought it was one of the best performances that she's ever had. I think personally, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's interesting that people felt that way about her. I mean, to me, everyone else in the movie outside of that is just been the miscast because I feel like Rebel Wilson doing her Rebel Wilson thing, even in Nazi Germany, like it's like okay, God, like just play a different <laughs> character for once. And Sam Rockwell is a racist for like the fiftieth time, you know. You know, why 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 didn't he decide, you know, instead of putting himself in the role, I would have liked to see see uh Sam Rockwell as Adolf Hitler. I think he uh. could have done something unique with it, you know, instead of becoming a cartoon Looney Tunes character uh. that 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 Heike made made him out to be. Um you know, I, I, I Stephen Merchant, you know, like wasted in like one scene where he just repeats the word Jew like it's a bad word over and over again. I I I have so much problems with this movie, but at the same time, I appreciate the the child performances mm-hmm. and I appreciate the message of the movie. Yeah. But my God, it just it misses the mark. This is really, a, to me, the definition of a mediocre movie. Where like there's, I have 
stuff good to say about it, but there's enough bad stuff about it that I literally fall right, right. in the middle and would give it like a five. And, and yet, uh, Oscar, the Academy will probably pay some. Oh yeah. To well, it. I yeah. I didn't actually say why. So yeah. one of the things that I think of is Fox Searchlight is celebrating its 25th anniversary this yeah. year, and Fox Searchlight, unfortunately, I think out of all the years, and I'm a big advocate and a big supporter of Fox Searchlight. This is probably the weakest lineup they had this entire their almost their entire career. Hmm. I feel like, you know, last year they had the favorite that really stood out. Yeah. Um I, I think that Old Man and a Gun was better than most of the movies that they put out. Like that wasn't a great movie, but it's better than some of the movies they put out. I also didn't love Can You Ever Forgive Me, but it better mm-hmm. than most of the movies that are out this year. And this is really the only movie that I think they have that they can really push. Mm-hmm. You know, I Lucy in the Sky, you know, talking about, you know, we want to talk briefly about, like, some of the ones that are misses. Oh, yeah. Lucy in the Sky is dead in the water, dead in the sky. It's a falling star right now. Like, that, that they're, they gave up on that, right. and, and as they should. Um, but they really, I mean, the Terrence Malick movie, they can say, like, people might say, oh, beautiful for cinematography and things <laughs> like that. But who's going to see that who's movie? Gonna see no one's going to no. see that movie. That's nope, nope, three nope. hours long. No one cares. Yeah. Uh, so this is like the only thing they got. This yeah. is the only chance they have. Yeah. And to me, I think the most fascinating thing about this, since you're talking about a, a studio and distributor, yeah. is that technically it's Fox Searchlight. It's Disney. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so what I put out to you the, is this. So. Jojo Rabbit is not a movie that Disney would put out. No. Even even in the days in which they had Miramax, Jojo Rabbit would most likely they would like Miramax would cut a distribution deal with Lionsgate. That's what they always did in the day, and Lionsgate would distribute the movie because they just wouldn't want any heat on it. And I think that had it come out of uh, did it play at Venice, right? Yeah. And then in Toronto... Oh, no, no. Oh, JoJo? JoJo was actually declined for Venice. It did not play... Wait, where did it play? It was the world premiere when we it, saw it. It was. Oh, all and right, then so. it, went, it played Fantastic Fest yesterday. Okay, so coming out of Toronto, I think the, the buzz is so great. I think, Dis- I think Disney was just, like, waiting. Yeah. Like, how are people going to... Like, how are they going to react to this? Because if they were going to react coldly... Yeah. And there wasn't going to be any potential, they would have, like... Probably buried it. it. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. But now they can't. Like they, 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 they can't out of fear from, you know, the community. They, you know, I think that it came out of. I think it came out of Toronto with some really solid buzz, and a lot of people did talk Academy Award. Yeah. They can't ignore it. They got to let Fox or Well, fly. I think the bigger thing that drove it over the edge, and this is something that a lot of people have pointed out, is that every year at the Toronto International Film Festival, they give out an audience award. Yes. And this movie won the audience it award. Yep. And, it, it, you know, whenever something like that happens, last year it was Green Book, and regardless of what people feel about Green Book, that movie went on to be a major player in award season. Major. Um, so um, I think this movie, it, to me, my prediction, and you can tell me your prediction, I think this movie is going to be nominated in multiple categories, yes. and I think it's going to l- lose in every category. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. It. I, I need. It'll be interesting to see what the rest of the field is for, say, Best Picture um, to me. So... Right now, I, I think it has a really good shot. Um, again, I don't want people to forget about Knives Out, and I don't want people to forget about the next movie that I want to talk about. But 
I, I don't necessarily agree with that assessment until, I mean, we'll all have a better idea once we see what what eventually gets nominated. What movie don't you want people to forget about? Booksmart. Okay. Booksmart. Uh, I'm going to say it again. Booksmart. <laughs> um, I actually just rewatched this movie. I loved it even more the second time. I picked up on things. This movie is such a, again, you know... We talk in Hollywood, you know, there's all this talk in Hollywood. More, more, more women in film, more women in film, more, more, not just acting, but we wanted them front of the camera, behind the camera. We want them writing this. This movie does it all. Uh, Olivia Wilde directs. uh, There was four female writers on it. Female writers on this. And your two leads are two wonderful actresses. Uh, and then, the, and then the cast, the supporting cast, is flushed out with male and female. It's, it's and they're wonderful. Uh, I think it's one of the smartest screenplays, one of the smartest movies to come out in such a long time because it does something again that is so 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 difficult through the eyes of our two leads. The audience uh, is experienced life through them, and we see all the supporting cast at the beginning of the movie. And we, like our two leads, have perceptions of that cast. And yet, as the movie goes on, like the two leads, our perception changes. Yeah. And they become an amazing ensemble cast. Billy Lord, for example, is so wonderful in this movie. She truly, not only did she earn every laugh that she got, it just loved, like, to me, that was supporting actress worthy. Um, but I'm also going to say there was conversation in this movie that I think everyone who's going to college may want to hear. Um, and some of it, it was a little raunchy, like that from AAA. Yeah. When she was telling her, she goes, well, yeah. She goes, well, she goes, I was just giving guys rides home. It wasn't like I was giving them blowjobs in the car. Okay, I was giving them blowjobs in the car. Well, why? well because I can't do it at home. I can't do that at home in front of my dad. She goes, so where else am I going to have sex? It's going to be in the backseat of a car. She goes, it sucks that I got that that moniker. And then there's that whole sweet thing, please don't call me that when we see each other in school. Yeah. And I loved how smart that was. I loved how my perceptions changed. And the end of this movie, people who I thought might be stupid or jokey actually had some heft to them. So... All in all, I don't want. I would love to see Booksmart nominated for screenplay, maybe for like supporting actress. I don't know what you do with Beanie. You can't. That, that, that's a problem. I don't know what you do. So, so essentially, what happens with that is, you know, when we talked about this earlier in the year uh, for the mid yeah. when we did the mid season thing, is that they they wipe each other out because, in all fairness, when you have Beanie and you have Keelan. You put them together and they they work perfectly. But if you separate the performances, not to say that they're not they're not, both not great, they just kind of need each other to balance each other out, and they they work well together. And they're in the movie for I'm going to say equal amount of time. There's no supporting or no 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 main like they they both no. would have to be nominated in both. No, um, and therefore in the history of most times where two people are nominated for the same type of performance, they they kind of wash each other out. Yeah. Um, I do hope that Olivia still gets a directing nom, Me just too. just because of some of the choices that she made with the film. I mean, there's there's a scene of stop motion animation in the 
film. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, there, and then there's just there's just a lot of good stuff, and you could tell that the movie was made for a lower budget than most films are. But she she does a lot with it. Um, screenplay, I would I also like to see, and um, I think right now, and I know people would disagree with me, but I think the best supporting roles right now yeah. are so weak that like maybe Billy might actually sneak in because. They're so weak outside of like some of the other films when we might talk about today, sure. like for male, like with Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, you yeah. have Tom Hanks is like a lock right now because like who is competing with him right You're now? You're absolutely right. There's there's not that much. And I'm like, I know people are like, well, there's the, the guy, the guy in Farewell and like it's it's against Tom Hanks. It's Tom it's, Hanks. it's like it's Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. It's Tom Hanks. So like I understand that, but it's it's just not going to, you know, not going to happen. Um Talking about another movie since you did a little bit of a throwback, one that I I hope that uh, we're not going to forget, but I I have a very bad gut feeling that we are, of course, is Rockin' Man. Uh, I I think, you know, if if this was any other year, if Bohemian Rhapsody didn't happen last year, I think it would have been a lock for him to get one of those five spots for Best Actor for Taron. Absolutely. Uh, Jamie Jamie Bell, uh, of course, deserves uh, Best Supporting. Um. And then, I mean, maybe a directing nom. I, I definitely don't see it getting a Best Picture nomination. Maybe a directing. But again, the category there right now, when you have people like Scorsese, and I, I actually think Trey, Trey Edward Schultz and Olivia Wilde deserve it a little bit more in that regard. Right. Um, but I hope this movie still gets some conversation. Turn uh, was just so good. Yeah. And again, to your much earlier point about how Hollywood loves a transformation yes. when you play somebody else. Right. That's how good he was. I believed him. I bought him. He did his own singing, um, which was amazing. And he carried that movie. You know, I I still think there's hope for him to get one of those five You do? I, right now. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, one that I want to talk about that that has been, if you've been on social media at all, if you follow film Twitter at all, one of the big conversation starters so far this award season has been a foreign film called Parasite. Absolutely. Uh, and Parasite is a film that I had the pleasure of seeing twice now. And I will say that it definitely gets better on a second viewing. And, um, you know, and we, t- we throw the word masterpiece out. Uh, I would not say it's a masterpiece. I would say it's a near-perfect masterpiece. Almost there. Almost there. Um, <laughs> but it is a film that you can watch again. And for something that's subtitled... Absolutely. You are just so hooked and so engaged that I I think this might be the I know they were pushing for it last year for Roma to 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 maybe get a uh, best picture. Parasite might have a chance. It might have a chance. It's a definite lock for foreign film. Definite lock for foreign film. It'll be interesting to see if it goes foreign if they do that again if they go foreign in Best Picture. Yeah, I I only had the benefit of watching the movie once. Yeah. Uh, really loved it. Uh, and, again, the way it weaves its story is unique. It has something to say. It, too, is a satire. Yes. Uh, very much a dark satire. And, yeah, it'll make you laugh, but it really does. It's another movie that holds a mirror up to society. Uh, you know, especially today, of, of the haves and the have-nots. And it works really well. It can. It's a con movie. 
Yeah. You know, it's a it's a little bit of uh horrorish. Yeah. But it has and there's some laughs. You really get engaged with the characters. Um and you understand again, I think this is another reason that as I think about it, I can relate to the family, even though they're conning another family, yeah. right? But I relate to them more than I related with any of the women in Hustlers. Okay. And this, like, now that because they're both con movies, right? But I really started to care for this family and whether or not they were going to get caught. That's where suspense lied. And I also loved the little twists of romance that were happening. Yeah. yeah, So you don't expect it in this movie. Very well done movie, even though it was subtitled, but it just worked on a lot of levels. And when you're done, you walk out of the theater and it stays with you. Yeah. But in a really good way. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it gets both foreign and best picture. I mean, there's only, what, 25 slots for Best Picture? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who it knows? Could do it. Who it, knows? It, it could do it. It could do it. Um, you know, uh, another one that I wanted to bring up, of course, is uh, I want to talk about Joker uh, very, very, very briefly because I know a lot of people have been buzzing about this movie. Um, guaranteed one of the five slots, Joaquin Phoenix, his name is there. You can just You can quote me on that right now. I'm not changing it throughout the rest of award season. His name is guaranteed there. Even if there is all this controversy and stuff like this is this is the green book in a lot of ways of this year already where I feel like people are just already <laughs> like finding reasons to hate it. Oh, you know, heaven forbid, like it's dark. You know, people forget that the history of Hollywood you, you know, and a lot of people have references in their reviews is that, you know, Kings of, King of Comedy Network and Taxi Driver and Scorsese movies. It's like, yeah, a lot of those movies are dark and they don't, you know, but they, they, they when you watch them, they don't have likable characters. These characters are all assholes. But like the story that's being told in the, the performance, again, another character who transforms, another actor who transforms and not to something that's based on another person's life, a a unique take on a fictional character. I think this is really a demented performance and and, and a performance um, that, you know, already has a lot riding on it considering the fact that it was played by Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger. And And, to kind um, of... And uh, who did it in Suicide Squad? Oh, don't worry about that. Jared Leto? Jared Leto. Yeah. (laughs) The white trash version of Joker. (laughs) Hey, I'm a pimp. And a drug dealer. Um, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> um, but, like, to make that character, and I know, like, people are always like, oh, we always worship this character and whatnot. But, like, this is really an art movie. Like, in mm. a lot of ways, like, it, it is a Scorsese-type film, uh, a love letter to the, the 70s crime, crime movies and the character studies. And uh, his performance is just so demented and dark. But it, what I what I, I talked about this on Meet the Movie Press earlier is that you see this character transform into this madness, like the the, the method of madness that he's feeling in in society and how much hate is surrounding him. You know, we don't like to ever talk about the shitty side of society. No. We really don't like doing that. And when films do that, and I know right now because of the fact that this is a character that is has always been worshipped over this years, I think there's a very unique take 
on that character. Mm-hmm. And it's not one that it offers um, much hope, but it also, I'm trying to say without giving away, there's this elements of this film where it leaves stuff, stuff up to the imagination and leaves stuff up to com- uh, conversation on whether or not what is actually happening in this film is actually really happening. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. Okay. Um, and the way that it's told is brilliant. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, like I said, is a lock uh, for that for one of the actor's spots. Uh, in terms of the film itself, I do see it potentially getting a Best Picture nomination. Um Director's kind of wonky because I feel like that category is incredibly complicated and crowded. I mean, it's so crowded Mm -hmm. right now. Um, But, yeah, I I definitely see that. Maybe cinematography. I think the cinematography is great uh, in the film and uh, things of that. But I definitely – maybe – yeah, I mean, best picture and – an actor, I think, yeah. are, are, are for sure. Interesting. So Interesting. Um, what do you think was like, uh, I know you had some mixed opinions on one movie that um, a lot of people really liked, and you talked about it. I know you did Anatomy, a movie about it. But what, what, what was another movie that you felt was just a massive disappointment that you thought was going to be like an award season movie? Well, I didn't know if it would be an award <laughs> season movie, but, but it was a movie that I went into Toronto and in fact, you would ask me, what are some of your must-sees? Yeah. And this movie was right up, I think I even might have said it ahead of Joker, and, and that movie uh, was The Lighthouse. <laughs> yep. It was, you knew exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you baited me for yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, it was The Lighthouse. The, the Lighthouse was perhaps my biggest disappointment of, uh, of, of Toronto. I, I went into it because I liked Robert Eggers as a writer and director. I'm a huge fan of The Witch. And... What he did with horror and making it a time, you know, a period piece and just certain themes. And and then the movie did grip you. And it was it was very it was an excellent horror movie. The Lighthouse, um, the marketing has been pretty spot on. Yeah. But it made me think we're getting another witch movie. And again, like you know, this movie was in, it's in black and white. You kind of know that the marketing's going to be a bait and switch. Meaning, like the witch, it's it's deliberately paced. Yeah. So it's going to take its time in telling the story, but that's part of the horror factor. And I thought, okay, you know, I get the the marketing. I sort of kind of know it. Like this Robert Eggers, and boy howdy, this movie! I walked out. I was. It made me so angry. I mean, really made me angry. And people, you know, people talk about performance, and you know, yes, performances start off great, but then they become parodies of what they started off as of themselves. And again, I don't want to spoil anything, but what's the point? At the end of the day, I was like, what was the point of this movie? Like, what? Like what happened? Yeah, and I there's I don't mind movies that leave certain things up to conjecture. Again, the witch can do the same thing. It leads to conversation. I don't know what conversation this leads to because anybody who says this, it's like prove it. This, you can't. It, it, this is a weird movie that, and, and I know this is a controversial thing to say, but I think this is a movie that people go into. As 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 critics, as 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 lovers of art, and they 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 try to see like this deep dark meaning in this film, and I mean it, it was very interesting because we saw this 
with like six of us. Six of us seeing this movie together. And all six of us, like, there was a different level of how much we liked it. But, like, no one came out of that movie saying it's good. No. Everyone was basically like, I effing hated that movie. Or, like, there was elements of it that I liked. So you have six people. But then, like, you look online. And it's like, this is, like, the biggest masterpiece of the year. And I'm so confused by that. Me too. Because I understand that, like... Robert Pattinson's a great actor. We know that William Defoe's a great actor. And a good farter. And a good farter. But, like, okay, honestly... that was a little bit of a spoiler. Uh, Sorry. But <laughs> between the two of them, it's just them yelling at each other in weird accents and farting and masturbating for, like, 90 minutes. I, it, and, it felt like an eternity. <laughs> and I walked out. I was very... Upset. It made me angry. I give it, you know, my review would give it the one finger. <laughs> yeah. Like, that. You, that's how I felt. You just did this to me for 90 minutes. Back at you, buddy. And a friend of mine, uh, Peter Block, who I think I introduced you to, we kept on joking, like, all weekend. He goes, so what did you think of the, the movie? And I was like, oh, my God. I. He goes, oh, so you loved it. I said... No, I didn't. No. <laughs> you loved it more than I did. No, you loved it more than I did. And yeah, that to me was, it was, no, no. no. Um, and it's going to be curious because I think the audiences, like you said, it's going to be somewhat like Midsummer Dream and yeah. Um, Hereditary. Yeah. Some people are going to think it's like the best thing, and other people are going to see. Think- but see, okay. So. I said this like I I am not a big fan of Midsummer, Midsummer. I'm not, not I'm not, not a big fan of that movie, but at least I can appreciate details of that film, where I feel like the performances are there. There's some really great direction, and like there there's there's an idea that I think just goes too far and it doesn't hit the mark. No, for for Lighthouse, like I feel like it's a gimmick movie, right? Like it's like okay, it's a movie about isolation. We're in this like one location. It's two guys like in a room basically for what like seventy five percent of the movie screaming at one another. Sure, yeah. Like I don't understand, and I don't think for actors who are this well known and this beloved that there's anything that. That's, that remarkable about the performances like i don't think like there's like this thought-provoking message that comes out of it you know no i don't i don't get it i don't get it either so, i really don't I um don't. i know we have to wrap pretty soon I know. but, but we're, I, we're gonna have to do a part two because i'm looking at movies here that definitely need some like you know some talk because we were talking ahead of the show too about just mercy yeah yeah right and there are some performances uh jamie fox and um um Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, there's potential there. Uh, we talked about Parasite. Um, look, I just recently had seen Downton Abbey. And look, you know, I think that Maggie Smith could potentially, she could get the trifecta. She could get, like, the the Emmy Golden Globe for the same character oh, yeah. and then potentially the Academy Award. Um you know, we didn't really talk about Hustlers and what its potential may be because there's been a lot about Jennifer Lopez, right? Yeah. Um, 
you know, you saw Ford and Ferrari, and by all accounts, the performances in that movie look Oh, fantastic. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's so much stuff, and this is why we're going to be, like, dedicating this entire show pretty much for the next couple of weeks to award season, because there's just so many things to talk about that you can't condense everything into one episode, and especially as more and more people start seeing these movies. Yeah. You know, we were very lucky that we saw a big chunk of these films. You know, like... I didn't even get to talk about like the Netflix like really coming out of the bats, you know, out of the gate strong this year. What are they going to throw their money into? I know that's going to be the question. You know, last year they only had Roma. Right. This year, I mean, that's a tough. I mean, Marriage Story with the amount of acclaim that it's gotten so far, and I will tell you that it is one of my favorite films of the year. Again, another movie that's not a very happy, but like, man, does it touch upon anyone who's been through a divorce or been through a shitty relationship? You are going to relate to this film in some way, shape, or form. It is great. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, male, female, transgender, whatever. You're going to relate to this movie in some way. Okay. It's an incredible freaking movie. Um, but having that, and then also having a Martin Scorsese picture, right. you know, you got to do you got to do something with him and De Niro and Joe Pesci and all those guys. And then you have a smaller, quieter film like The Two Popes, yeah. with Jonathan Price is just fucking phenomenal in this movie yeah. a movie about popes guys you just heard what word i said not something that i would normally say about he didn't a say the two poops yeah. he said the two popes <laughs> a religious uh, you know a religious movie yeah. honestly i i would never go for a movie like this and i was engaged yeah. and it's funny yeah and i mean just certain little things about like there's a scene where they're like they're talking about like having to take their ten thousand steps in the middle of talking it's really fun um you know I don't know what they're doing. Uh, you know how they're gonna how they're gonna handle all this because they're gonna have to have three different marketing campaigns yeah. working really hard. Last right. year, like you said, they had one. They had one. The this year, they have to have three. They threw the most amount of money out of any, any studio, any studio ever, beating out Miramax and the Weinstein's, which says that's a lot of money. Yeah. You know, we didn't even like you know, Honey Boy is a movie too that 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 I believe deserves discussion. Yeah, uh, with potential. I mean, there's so many. Amazon's having saw. a rough one though. I mean, Amazon is, you know, yeah. they, they started off, you know, hoping that their late night was going to be a big one for Emma Thompson. I think they were hoping for a screenplay on that, and that movie just sizzled out very quickly. Again, another, you know, if we may make the comment that, yeah. you know, Hustlers made a ton of money, which I'm all for. I'm all for people going out to the movies. Yeah. Okay? Regardless of what I thought of Hustlers, but... Being that we're right smack dab so much in this female woman empowerment, right? We had so many movies, I think, come out this summer that were great examples of that, that people stayed away in droves. Yeah. Including Late Night. Including Britney Runs a Marathon. Including Booksmart. Um, nobody went. And they were quality, entertaining movies for people to go to. So... If you are going to rap about a cause, you have to support the cause, and it should be easy to support when the product is good. When the product is very good, I would say, in most cases, other than just going to see Hustlers. Yeah. Fine, I get it. All female cast, but there's so many other movies coming out before it, and I'm going to give Downton Abbey another shout-out because, too, I found that the women characters, again, you're talking to a gentleman... I use that term loosely about myself. <laughs> I've never seen an episode. Okay. So I got wrapped up in this world and realized 
a lot of the women in this 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 abbey are pretty strong women. They're pretty amazing. And I think that's probably why you know, I'm sure it was that way in the show too, which led to the the big appeal. But there's tons of movies out there that celebrate women. You gotta go see yeah. them. And one thing I just want to talk about, we're definitely gonna end the show after this, <laughs> but I mean again, tune in next week. We're gonna have more and more conversation. Yeah. Um uh a gentleman in the chat basically asked me to talk a little bit about Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems. Yes. Um you know, Sandler, I think, is having a, a bit of his own renaissance this year. Um, I know that people have been mixed on Murder Mystery, but in terms of the last five years of Adam Sandler movies, to be mixed on an Adam Sandler movie is a good sign. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, and I enjoyed that film quite a lot. I, I really did. Um, but seeing him in Uncut Gems... As this man who just like lived in chaos, and I mean, it, it's a that's another movie. You talk about something that's divisive. That is a movie that's going to be divisive because yeah. it is all unlikable characters. Adam Sandler plays a crook who would fuck anyone over. He would really just screw anyone he can out of anything he can, and to get more and more money. And it, it's just like you feel this tension this entire time. He's like he's robbing from Peter to pay Paul, and then the bookies after him, and then the mobs after him. And Sandler just becomes this character. He really does. And he's so great in this performance. And I, 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 I'm, I'm proud of the, the man for finally taking a role that, like, pushes him. That, that right. You know, it's been a long time since... Um, what, liar, punch, liar? Uh, no, <laughs> punch punch Jim Carrey is Liar, oh, Liar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Spanglish, he did Sp- Spanglish. Now, punch Drunk Love, to me. Punch Drunk Love, is- yeah. I it, that's an underappreciated movie. Yeah, and I mean this is something that rivals that in the performance. Yeah. I think he's that good in this is that movie. Good? Yeah, and it, it, it's again, it's not for everyone. I mean, this is one of the movies that me and my wife Ashley really disagreed on. She was sitting next to me and she couldn't wait for it to be over. <laughs> and I was like so into it, and I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. And I love the like you just feel like the tension. It's like you're sitting there at the entire time, and like you're just so intense during this entire movie. And I- Sandler is just like such a freaking douchebag in this movie too, like. I don't know how much the tra- I don't know the trailers came out today, but I don't know what it what it tells. So I don't want to give too much away. But like he like kind of le- like leaves lives secret lives in the movie a little bit. He has like I mean he's just he's just a slime ball. He's just a slime ball. But I I, I thought it was great. I love it when you two disagree. Like, yeah, like on deer skin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's another, that one didn't make this. No list. one didn't make that list. Um, all right, guys. Sorry. Thank uh, you. We we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, tune in next week. We'll be back with more award season talk. I have to be part of part two because there's so many movies we didn't get to go over. Yeah, and there's so much to talk about. All right, where can anyway, I find so, you, real quick? Uh, right here, Popcorn Talk Network, uh, Anatomy of a Movie, uh, 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 co-host on Meet the Movie Press at Dimitri Panos uh, at Dimitri Panos on the Twitters. And you can find me uh, Twitter, Instagram at the other Scott M. Go over to WeLiveEntertainment.com. I am also on Meet the Movie Press. We will be back next week with another awards-filled episode. So see you next week. Take care. Bye, Bye all. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.